Good morning, everybody. Shabbos Daf Mem Zayin. Thank you for listening. Quick Chazor Yisrael and Daf Mem Vav. The Gemara and Daf Mem Vav came out that this that we said that Rabbi Shimon holds that's going to be usher to move a minera on Shabbos has nothing to do with halachas of muks. That has to do with a separate issue of we had the Chachamim Exer that were afraid that if the minera would come apart, we're afraid that a person would put it back together. The Gemara discussed the difference between a big one, a small one, whether it was made of different pieces, not different pieces. But that was the reason why not to move a lamp. Nothing to do with muks. Then the Gemara brought down a discussion whether a person should be noyeg like his shita and even the kula in front of the people or makul b'chamer. We saw a different tanaim and aram or different ways. We saw that the Gemara came out. That we should quote Rabbi Yechanan, even though he held that it was mutter to move on Shabbos, he was makbed not to move it because you should not do not like the Merdaser of the town. You should be makbed not to go the kula in front of the people in the city when the Merdaser, the rabbi of that town, disagrees and holds that something's aser. Then the Gemara on the bottom brought down that there's a fundamental chilek between whether something is a terrace clear love or not, meaning once something is a terrace clear, then even though what it's supposed to be used for is going to be mukta, let's say, but since it co- could be used to cover a pot or has some other function, therefore it's going to be mutter. It's not going to mukta according to Shimon. However, a stone or rock, you know, it could be used to cover something else since it's not. Terrace Kli does not have any other function and it's not called a Kli, therefore it's going to be Muksa. Then the Gemara brought down on the base that this interesting idea that Rabbi Shimon holds that an animal which does not have a mum on Yamtiv, even if it's found to have a mum on Yamtiv, the Allah is going to be Muksa because the Gemara says, the person says to himself, Miyamar, who said that it's going to be a mum? And even if it's going to be a mum, who said it's going to be a mum Kavua? And even if it's a mum Kavua, who said that a Chacham is going to, I'm going to be able to find the Chacham? Then the Gemara said, if that's true, if that's far as true, so the same thing when a wife makes a nether on Shabbos and the husband's made for the nether, the it should be Muksa because the wife had a, uh, didn't have a mind to touch that thing on Shabbos. The Gemara explained, no, that. Anybody, a wife who makes a darm is al tasbaila mayfair, and therefore it's going to be mutter. The same thing with the darm, when a, uh, with a chacham, the person can go to a chacham, and a person makes a nether, he goes to a chacham to be mutter the nether, and therefore it is going to be mutter, it's not going to be mukta. And then the Gemara on the bottom brought down a discussion about Darvashim Miskavin. The Gemara concluded that Rav Shimon holds that Darvashim Miskavin is going to be mutter even when it's going to be a sidirai. So, and the reason why Rav Shimon holds that by nether it's going to be a problem while still lit is because it becomes a basis of aser since the actual candle, the actual flame is going to be usher, therefore every part of the candle, the shaman, the psila will become a basis to the can the actual fire, and therefore it's going to be usher. Today we're going to see a little bit more about Hilchas Muksa. We're going to talk about if something is chashub for one person, not chashub for another person, that's going to be a problem with Muksa or not. And then by the Shem, we're going to start the fourth paragraph of Shabbos and the Taimnin, Be'ezra Sashem. So let's see the tomorrow on the top of Memzayin Amaraf. Amar Bezeira, Amar Vatsi, Amar Bechan, Amar Chanin, Amar Rebbe Rumnes, Li Hitta, Rebbe Latato, Machta Be'afra, said Reb Zeir, the name of Rumnes, that Rebbe allowed him to. To move a fire pan with ashes inside of it. Says the Gemara, it's not going to be a problem, but Mukta. Says the Gemara, there was there, all there about him. Yammer, Birkenach, you're going to really say this in the name of Rabbinus that Rabbi held it's going to be Mutter, but Tanan, Night of Adam, Benayv, Evan, Biyad, the person's allowed to carry his son, even though his son is holding a stone in his hand. Oh, a Kukulava, Evan, Mesecha, or a basket, and there's a stone inside the basket. We're talking about a basket which is full of fruit, and therefore, since time is as a Gemara, time is Peperi, unless Peperi light. Says the Gemara, the only reason why Rabbi Echelen said you're allowed to carry a basket with a stone inside, even though the stone is going to be mukt on the herd, the basket should become a buses. The only reason why it's going to be mutter to carry is because they're fruit, but it sounds like if there were not fruit inside the basket, it would be also to carry. So that's the Gemara, the herd should be standing over here. If you have this fire pan, which is ashes, the ashes should be mukta. So the herd should be also to carry Sakar Bechon and say the name of Rebbe, that it is going to be mutter to carry this pan with ashes inside of it. The herd should become a bus of Aser, and it should be mukta. It says the Gemara, he was quiet for an hour, which is uh, actually a reference to Apostle Daniel, that he was quiet, he didn't know, the, he didn't know, he didn't know the answer. But after an hour, he said, and over here we're talking about when Rebbe allowed him to carry it, it was where there were incest, there were still some good smelling things in the pan, and therefore you're allowed to carry it because of this incest, meaning it had something which was awesome, something which was much the same thing with the, with the basket, that had fruit and had the stone. So therefore, when the main thing is, is not mukta, 
or the the chashva thing is not going to be muktza, then it's not going to be a problem with bus. It says the Gemara, Rabbi, a karten be Rabbi Michashivi. Ask the Gemara, are the this the, the little bit of incest which is left over in the fire pan is that chashva to Rabbi? Meaning, we know that Rabbi was a tremendous usher. Rabbi was extremely wealthy. In Rashi brings down the Rabbi was the nasi, was very wealthy, and therefore the little bit of incest which didn't burn completely in the fire pan is not going to have chashivas to Rabbi. So the chashva should still be muktza, like the Gemara explains. Maybe you'll tell me, I, but even though it wasn't chashiv in Rebbe's eyes, but for that niyim, for poor people, it would be very chashiv, and therefore it shouldn't be muksa, because even though Lagabi Rebbe wasn't chashiv, but in regards to, let's say, poor people, it would still be chashiv, so then the more chashiv part of the thing that you're left over the pan would be the leftover incest, and then it shouldn't be muksa. But says Gemara Vatani, we learned in the bright, so. Big day, aniyim, la aniyim, big day, ashirim, 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 on top of a piece of clothing, under that piece of clothing is another piece of clothing. The halach is that the bottom clothing, even though the person's not touching it directly, that has a halach of Tomas Medrash, and the person can be mitamit through just sitting on top of it, even 10 mattresses down below him, the halach is going to become tummy, and that is Tomas Medrash. However, the halach is, says the Gemara, that in order for something to become tummy, it has to have the chashivas of a baguette, specifically in regards to Tomas Medrash. So the halach is that for an ani, what's considered a baguette, any type of clothing an ani would wear. However, in regards to an usher, an ani's clothing is not chashiv, and therefore, the, if it, Usher had, was sitting on top of a unis piece of clothing. Allah is not mikabel tumah because it's not chashiv. So says the Gemara. The same thing over here. Then in regards to Rebbe who was very rich. The incest which was left over was not chashiv, and therefore even though it was chashiv by the people, since it wasn't chashiv to him, lecher it should not have chashivas and should still be mukta. And again, the Achan over here point out that we are talking about Rebbe was responding to Rebbe Rumnus, meaning Rebbe Rumnus asked Rebbe the question if he's allowed to move the fire pan or not. So it's an interesting discussion. The Rishonim talk about let's say Rebbe's avadim. Let's say Rebbe himself was very rich. What about Rebbe's would they be allowed to move it because they were aniyim? So the Rishonim would assume that Rebbe Zavadim would be allowed to move it because would not be allowed to move it. I'm sorry, because they were in the house of Rebbe and Rebbe's kaveh exactly what's considered chashim in that house. However, the question is, what about Rebbe Ruminus? Meaning, why wasn't Rebbe Ruminus allowed to move it? Who said that he was very rich? So some they're trying to point out that Rebbe Ruminus was very rich as well, and therefore Rebbe said it's going to be usher for him to move it. But again, it's interesting because the Gemara is asking the kashas if it's all tali on Rebbe, but lachir should be really tali on what what exactly says Rebbe Ruminus is. But anyway, Gemara is coming out that since it's not chashim to Rebbe, even though is going to still be muktis. Now we're back to original kasha. How did Rabbi allow him to move this pan with the ashes on it? Even if it had leftover incest, it wouldn't help because it should still be muktsa. So says This is another kula in muktsa, another hetter in muktsa, which we'll learn more about later on. And that is the halacha of graf That's something which is very disgusting. It's specifically referring to the pan that they used to defecate in, the type of a, a clee that used to go to the bathroom in. So that was very disgusting. And Allah is that that's something which is extremely disgusting. Allah is going to be allowed to move it out of the house and it's not going to be mukta. But says the Gemara, Marbaya, Shtei Chus, Padavar. I have two problems with this. Chada, Graf Sharei, Mas. First of all, Graf Sharei is disgusting. Vahai, Loi, Mas. And this is disgusting. I mean, the reason why the Rabban allowed you to move out this clee with the excrement in it is because it's disgusting. So if the Rabban said, there's a hat of Graf Sharei. But this pan with the ashes on it, that's not disgusting. So Lachar, there's no hat of Graf Sharei. Vahai, Graf Sharei, Migli, Vahai, Mirsi, says Gorn, other Svar. Graf Sharei was in a type of Kli, which was open, and no cover. So therefore, they weren't allowed to remove it. But this pan was covered, and Rashi explains that this type of pan was covered, and had holes in it, and when you would burn it, then the incest would go through, and would be have a nice smell. So the this thing is covered, so therefore, there's no hat of Graf Sharei. So that's why Rav doesn't like this Rav here to say the reason why you're allowed to move it is because of Graf Sharei. So Rav has another shot. So says, the Says, Rav, I saw in the house of they used to move this Kinura, I got the ashes which are on top. And Rashi explains this Kinura is this Kli which is a type of Kli, which is 
Sarum Lizchanin. It was this type of cleat that used to bring fires that the people would be able to warm up on Shabbos. Agav Kitma says Rashi says says the Gemara that we thought all along that these ashes have no purpose and they should be muxa. Explains the Gemara now that they used to use these ashes to cover spit or they used to or to cover tzaya to cover excrement and therefore the ashes themselves weren't muxa. So therefore that's why you allowed to move. That's why Rebbe allowed him to move the pan with the ashes on it because the ashes were not muxa. They had a purpose on Shabbos. Even though the kit this. Clay also had these pieces of wood, these tiny pieces of wood, which the Kharashi Muksa, since they also had the ashes on it, which had a purpose on Shabbos, so therefore it's not going to Muksa. And again, interesting discussion in the Akhren over here. What exactly is a Pshat when you have a bus, something which is a container for something which is Muksa and something which is not Muksa? Why, if there is something, the non Muksa item is more Khashiv, is it not going to be a problem of a bus and it's going to be Muksa to move? And again, the Akhren and Shabbos Shalmi and other Akhren want to be Taila, whether the non Muksa item has to be more Khashiv or just can't be less Khashiv, meaning let's say the same Khashiv. Let's say they're both on the same level of Khashivas. So is it going your problem with bus or not? The one telling on the machlekes ration tais in the next gemara. So let's see. As the gemara may say, ask your kasha v'shavet shemir shvei psila shasla tatlai. Halacha is that Sire of Shimon Sire of Yehuda agree that if there is shvei psila, if there's broken wicks inside of the candle, even though Shimon normally agree, holds that you're allowed to move the candle once the once the candle is out, once the flame is out. Says the gemara, if there's shvei psila, if there the wick is broken, they have pieces of the wick. Halacha is going to be to move, even if Shimon agrees. So and what's the shots? The gemara is assuming because since there are shvei psila, even though there there's also parts of the candle which are not muksa. Since you have part of the candle which is muksa, shiver psila. Since those are going to be muksa, so the chera it's going to be a basel davar us. It's going to be aser. But says the gemara, it should be the same thing as before. Even though, so just like before, we said that even though there are items which are muksa, meaning the broken pieces of wood, the tiny pieces of wood, those are muksa. Since there are things on it which is not muksa, like there was the ashes before which are not muksa. So we had sign muksa items, sign not muksa items, on the same thing we said. Since the not muksa item is chashiv, therefore you're going to let it move it. So why it should be the same thing over here with the psila? Answers the Gemara, not Marabaya, but Glila Shan. And we're talking about in Glila, where Rashi explains that the wicks were extremely expensive, and that's why the psila, the wick, was the most expensive item in the candle. And therefore, even though it was a buses to the actual psila and to the oil and to other things, since the psila was the most chashiv, therefore, it's going to be us, or it's going to be a problem of a buses. And again, Taisa over here says it's not that the wick was more expensive, it's that the oil was less expensive, and therefore, the main item, the most impressive item was the Wick and therefore it was going to be a problem of buses. Says like my writer Levi Bar Shmuel Ashkenon the Rebbe Abba Ravuna Bar Chiyah David Kaimi Apischa the Bar Ravuna Amalu Malach Sumita Shout Arsim Mishabes says the Gemara of Abba found Ravuna who was standing at the entrance of the base of Ravuna. He asked him the Shaila, Are you allowed to be machs? Are you allowed to put up this bed of the Arsim Mishabes? Which Rashi explains was some sort of foldable bed that they used to put up. Where they would they would travel, these people would travel from city to city, and they would carry this bed, this portable bed with them. The question was, are you allowed to put up that bed on Shabbos or not? So he said back to him, and again, it's fascinating. We'll see a few different types of beds in the Gemara. We, we mentioned this already in Mitzvahs Brachas that the way their sleeping arrangements in the ancient civilizations, the time of the Gemara, was very much not like what we are accustomed to. Many times they used to sleep on the same bed. Entire families used to sleep on the same bed. Again, we have to appreciate the fact that we have normal, comfortable beds, and not like what they used to have in the olden days. But the Gemara. Is discussing over here, are you allowed to put up this old type of bed, this Tarsium type of bed, this portable bed on Shabbos or not? Is it a problem of building Makabadish or not? So says the Gemara. It's okay to put up the bed. It's a person who puts a piece into the Meneira, meaning he builds the pieces of Meneira together on Shabbos. 
a type of stick, which Rashi explains that the people who would put plaster on the houses, what they would do is they would plaster the entire wall. In order to get to the higher places, they have to add extensions. And in order to do the lower parts of the wall, they would take off those extensions. The Gemara is saying that so this type of thing, lo yachts, you're not allowed to put on the extension on Shabbos. But if you put it back on, it's pater you're not going to be chayv. Rav Simoy says, karen agula karen pshuta pater. A karen agula, which is a type of instrument, if you put it together on Shabbos, a karen pshuta going to be pater. Rashi explains the karen is more intricate, it's more complicated, it required a maizuma, and it required to do it very tightly, and therefore you're going to be chayv in Shabbos. Whereas a karen pshuta was a little more of a simple type of instrument, and therefore you're going to be pater. But says the Gemara, the Gemara is comparing it to the case of a person who builds a menorah on Shabbos. Say so you just add this branch of the menorah on Shabbos and you're chayv achatas. So ask the Gemara, the the same thing with this. How can we tell? How can we say before that it's going to be mutter to put it together on Shabbos? The church should be like the person who puts the minaret on, builds a minaret on Shabbos, and the is going to be chayv achatas. How can we say it's mutter? And says the Gemara, no, in a dark tani, he holds like this tani, tani, we went to the bright saw. Kivos, the different parts of the bed, the pieces, the small legs on the bottom of the bed, and the bed posts, and this type of clay, which Rashi explains, was some sort of clay that they would put on the bow and arrow to help it steer. So you should not put it on in Shabbos. The mechser, if it comes off the mechser, potter. But if you put it back on, you're going to be potter. I have a loss there, but it's going to be awesome. Really, okay, you should not do it tightly. If you put it together tightly, then you're going to be chayev If it is weak, it's not such a strong connection, then it's going to be mutter. So, what the Gemara is saying is that when he allowed them to put together these beds, these beds that seen was not put together very strongly, very tightly, and therefore it was going to be mutter on Shabbos. That as long as it's not very tight, it's going to be mutter to do on Shabbos. And again, Taisa talks about the discussion over here that ain't been used could we say that there was a tzad that you would be chayim midirais over here? Again, interesting discussion in the Rishonim. But the, again, the reason why he allowed them to put the bed up on Shabbos was because it was roughly, it wasn't done in a very tight, strong manner, and therefore it was going to be Says the the people in the house of Rabbi had this certain type of bed, which is similar to the other type of bed, this tarsim type of bed, which was portable and was something that they would put up and down. They would, they would put it back together often. and he would put it. They would put it up on Yom so one of our buttons said, Ramchal, my daitach, what's the reason why you allowed them to do this on Yom Tev? Binyam not sadu. It's considered not a normal building because it's not very tight and therefore it's going to be mutter. But says, says this Rabbanon, he did Isra Leka, even though there's not Isra Isra Rabbanon Meika, even though there's not Isra Isra, then put a type of bed like this together because you're not doing it in a very tight, in a very permanent type of fashion. But the Chur should still be asked from the Rabbanon because Rabbanon asked for these types of buildings. That if it's going to be weak, as long as it's not a tight type of building, as long as it's not a permanent, strong building, Building Allah is going to be mutter, and that's why he allowed them to make this bed to put this bed up on Yom Tov. Says the Hedge Mishnah, nice and clean. Tachas and Eilakabonitzaitus. We quoted this before. That Allah is that a person is allowed to put a kli under the candle to to catch the sparks from falling down. However, you're not allowed to put water around the flame around the candle, so that if the sparks fall down, it's going to fall into water, and the, it's going to go out. And the Gemara is going to explain what the problem is. Ask the Gemara, Ask the Gemara, why are you allowed to put a kli around a candle, so that if the sparks fall on it, then it's going to catch it. But Lachar, you're going to the kli because now it's going to be usher to move that kli because there's going to be sparks and now it's going to be muktzah and there's an to move the kli and to the gemara. Not like we explained before 
that the Tzaitzit sparks do not have any mamashas, they have no physicality, and therefore, it's not going to be a problem. Mukta, they're not going to asadikli. Says the Gemara, right? Let's say that we're going to because, like we'll see later on, as Hashem is talking about this, that a person who puts, a person is not allowed to put a bunch of barrels filled with water around a fire so that when the fire comes, the barrel will pop, will explode, will pop, and then the water will spill over the fire and put it down. That's going to be us, that's Gram Kibay, it's not Midaraisa, because you're not doing any direct putting out of the fire. However, that's going to be us from Midarabana because that's called Gram Kibay. So that's Ishidur Abyasi. So says the Gemara, the Khara, our mission is like Ishidur Abyasi, because our mission is telling you that it's us to do this, and the Khara is considered Gram Kibay. Says the Gemara, Tizbra, does that make sense? When they basically say it's going to be us to do to surround the fire with water with in, with, in barrels, that was only on Shabbos. But did he say that it's going to be us to do on Arab Shabbos? And the Gemara is assuming that our mission is talking about even on Arab Shabbos. People tell me our mission is talking about putting the clay filled with water on Arab, on Shabbos, but on Arab Shabbos we don't do that. We don't do that. Nice and clay. Tachas and Arab Shabbos. Vain tzarchan Shabbos. You're allowed to put a clay under an air on Shabbos and kolshkin Arab Shabbos. But we have a brayso which states clearly that a person is not allowed to put water in a clay right under the fire, the flame, so that if the sparks go in, they should put the sparks out. So the you see clearly that is going to be usher to put the clay there, to put the water there, even on Arab Shabbos. So it, should, it doesn't even work, even according to Rabbi Yitzhi, he holds that Gram Kiba is going to be usher, but Lachar, even Rabbi Yitzhi would agree here that's mutter, because here we're talking about putting out on Arab Shabbos. So who's going to be the town of our mission that holds that's usher to put the clay filled with water out on Arab Shabbos? And to the Gemara, Alam Rabashi, I feel Tamar Rabban. You can even tell me that's a Shita Rabban, and old Gram Kiba is going to be mutter. Shani Hacham, Abnation, Makarvis, Kibuyev. Here it's different because you are bringing close, it's extinguishing. What exactly that means? It's tremendous Lachar to be Shane. Rashi explains, Alam Rabashi, so and Rashi the next Rashi explains as well. Explains Rashi that the case later on the Masech is going to talk about where you're putting barrels filled with water, and then when the fire comes, the barrels explode, and then the water comes out, and that's considered gram kibbe. Over here, what you're doing is you're putting the kli directly under the flame. So therefore, if the sparks fall in, they're going to fall directly to the water, and that's not gram kibbe. That's actual extinguishing and even the other Rabbanu would hold that if you do that on Shabbos that is considered a real Mechabe and that is going to be Asr Mide Ayraisa that's what it sounds like from Rashi Taisa over here disagrees with Rashi very strongly he says that's not considered Kibim Deraisa even though it's not considered Gram Kibay but if it falls directly into the of water you didn't actually extinguish it you just put the water there even if you put it on Shabbos you're not going to be Chayi Valtz Mechabe again a fascinating Mechleik is that Chayim have a tremendous discussion here and in other places exactly what the tour of Gram is and what the definition of Gram is is Gram about a time lapse Time lapse is grammar about not direct direct action versus indirect action. Fascinating discussion. But Taitsovir learns that the reason why over here it's going to be us is because we're afraid that a person is going to put their water directly under while a spark is actually falling. And if he puts the water while a spark is actually falling, that is going to be considered real keyboy, and then that's going to be an Isadir Rai. So Hajunalach Perak here and Vizekha to Khazar and to live with all the things that we learned in this parak. Says the Helege Mishnah Viter. Now this parak Bamataiminin is going to mainly be about the Isarvatmana, which is that a person is not allowed to wrap his food on Arab Shabbos with Something which is mice of heaven, which something which increases heat on Shabbat. So now the mission is going to go through things which are increase heat, and they're going to be also to wrap with on Arab Shabbat. Says the Halakha mission of that time in what are you allowed to do hatmana with? What are you not allowed to do hatmana with? Meaning that something which is mice of heaven, something which increases heat, you're not allowed to do hatmana with on Arab Shabbat. Something which is not increasing heat, you're allowed to do hatmana with on Arab Shabbat. So now the mission is going to go through all the things which increase the heat. Ain't time in Lebe you're not allowed to use Zephis, which we're going to talk about in the Gemara, the remnants of the Isle Press, Lebe Zevov, Lebe Melech, Lebe Sev, Lebe Chil, Bain Lach, Bain Nevation, you're not allowed to use any of these things.
Sorry if they're wet, sorry if they're dry, they're going to be mice of heaven. They're going to make the food hotter, and therefore you're not allowed to use them on Arab shops. You're not allowed to use straw or the remnants of the from the wine, or muchan is anything which is a soft material, and grass. As well, if they're wet, but if they are dry, the lachas are not considered wise of heaven, and therefore you're allowed to use to wrap them. You're allowed to use them to wrap your food with an air of shops. Says the Gemara. Where the Mishnah said, is that referring to the remnants of the olives? Aval deshimshim shaper. Remember, you're allowed to use these sesame seeds. That is going to be much more used. I don't know. Deshimshim. Then we're talking about shimshim and kolshikin is zaysim. And kolshikin is going to also use zaysim. Meaning shimshim is not as flammable. Doesn't. It's not as heat conducting as. Olives. So the question was when our mission said that this gap is going to be us. Was that referring to the olives? But shimshim would be mutter, or was it referring to shimshim and kolshkin? Olives is going to be us. So it says that Gemara Tashma Adam Zayim Shem Chad Rebbe Yana Kubash Atom by Asla Nechal Gavish Al Zayis. Alacha is that you have this basket which is wrapped in this soft cloth, this dry soft cloth, which is not a problem at Monday because it's not Meisav Havel on Erev Shabbos. Alacha is you're not allowed to put it on top of Gavish Al Zayis because that is considered something which is Meisav Havel. So that you, even though what you actually wrapped it up and is not Meisav Havel, you're not allowed to put it on top of something which is Meisav Havel because that's going to be a problem. So it says Gemara Shem Nechal Zayis Tan. So you see clearly that we're only talking about Zayisim. And not Shemshman, because the Brisa said that it's Usr, because Rabbiani said, I'm sorry, that it's Usr to put it on top of the Gefeshel Zaysim. Says, Maybe I'll tell you in regards to Atamana, in, in regards to wrapping, it's also going to be Usr to wrap your food in, in Shemshman. So why before did we specifically say it's Usr to put it on top of Zaysim? Says, In regards to putting it on top of something which is Mice of Havel, only Zaysim are Masik of only Zaysim. Take their heat and they transfer to something which is on top of it versus Shemshim, which do not do that. Meaning, in regards to wrapping Shemshim, it also is going to be considered something which might have help. But in regards to heating something up which is on top of it, only Gevish Alzaisim does that, and therefore it's only going to be us to put the Kupa on top of the Gevish Alzaisim and not on top of Shemshim. Quick chazar, so today, the Gemara Lamedov went through the Rebbe allowed to carry this pan with. Burnt ashes on it, and the Gemara is trying to figure out why is that going to be mutter? Is it mutter because of Graf Sharay? The Gemara Rava didn't like that because Graf Sharay is only if it's disgusting and if it's uncovered. So Rava came out. The reason why it's mutter is because the ashes have a purpose on Shabbos. They use them to cover up spit or tzaya, and therefore it's going to be mutter. Then the Gemara asked, I, and, the, and we spoke out that it's going to be mutter even if there's Shirei Psila, even if there are these broken pieces of twigs in, on top of this pan, the Allah is going to mutter move because it's most, the most hush of thing is not muksa, and therefore it's going to mutter move. And the Gemara asked, I, we found that Rabbi Shimon agrees that's also to move a candle which has shiver which has broken pieces of a wick inside, even though there are other things which are not mucks inside. So the Chari should say the same thing that it should be mutter to move because there are other things inside the inside the candle. Then we're explaining no that the ship we're talking about in Glila, where the wick was very expensive and therefore that was the most kosher thing. And that's what's going to also move. Then the Gemara went through: Are you allowed to build this bed or not? The Gemara concluded that's going to be machlekes. Whether it's going to be mutter to build or not, it's going to be machlekes. Whether something which is rough, or something which is not. Connected very tightly, is that going to be us or, or not? Again, a fascinating discussion. Rishayim Taisa on the top points out that we don't normally find that one month is going to be mutter and the other month is going to be us or midirai. So, again, very interesting discussion. Then we saw the Mishnah which spoke about the halacha that a person is allowed to put a client under a flame to catch these sparks. And the Gemara explained that it's not a problem of mavatal klimechani because sparks do not have a mushes, they're not considered physical, and they're not mavatal the kli. And in regards to putting water, the Mishnah said it's going to be us to put water under the nair to in case sparks fall out and the water will put it out. The Gemara explained that's even going according to the Shita of Rabbanan that hold that Gram Kiba is going to mutter. Here, this is not considered Gram Kiba because it's directly under, it's going directly f- f- into the water. That is going to be a problem of Kiba. Then we were to start the Mishnah of Matanin that the Mishnah listed of a bunch of things which are mice of Hevel, and therefore you're not allowed to wrap your food with them on Arab Shabbos. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.